Hey everybody, this is Tim Ackerlund with Axeview here. This is our very first episode of our new podcast to celebrate our first anniversary of Axeview.org. I thought this would be a great new way to bring the conversation to even more people because our goal is to get past all the partisan rhetoric and actually think about the critical issues facing our world. We truly need to elevate the conversation and fight this partisan divide of Republicans versus Democrats, liberals versus conservatives. We need to get beyond labels and look at the data, look at the evidence, and then we can decide our opinions from there. So that's what we'll do with this new podcast. We'll be examining lots of issues, sometimes with guests from different fields of study so that they can help us more understand the topic that we're discussing that day. We all have bias, and the more people that we bring into the conversation, the more that bias can be checked. So this will not be a soundboard for just liberals or just conservatives. We're going to bring in people of different opinions so that we can all make sure that we are critically being challenged at all points. We need to intellectually be on our feet so that we never settle into mental shortcuts and labels that we think are correct. We're not going to allow ourselves to make baseless platitudes with no evidence at all. That's why we need to bring in people from all sides to make sure that we are representing the other points of opinion fairly. Just as axeview.org does, we're going to examine candidates. We're going to look at specific political issues. We're going to examine the state of the current presidential election. We're going to do all this to keep you informed and to keep all of us questioning. And if I say something wrong or someone else does on the podcast, we want to be called out. We want to be shown the refutation of the argument, shown the evidence so that we too can change our opinion to the more correct stance. The truth is what matters here. Not labels, not parties, not things that we have always believed. We are going to follow the evidence wherever it goes, and I hope you join me in this effort because this is the only way we will change the world for the better. Now, this is a difficult challenge, especially in this current political climate. We need to elevate the conversation by having civil discourse. That means respecting each other's right to have free speech while still fully criticizing the other point of view if it's wrong or if it doesn't have any evidence. We need to truly hold each other to the highest intellectual standards so that we can reduce our own biases, reduce each other's biases, and find the correct solutions to fix our government, to fix our society, and to fix our world. I think it is truly despicable how recent surveys show that modern parents are now more despaired than ever when a child brings home someone of an opposite party. This disdain for the other side is not productive to any intellectual discourse. We need to be best friends with our greatest opponents so that we can constantly be challenged, shown the other arguments, and find the right answers. If we really care about truth, this is the endeavor we must take. So yes, Clinton supporters, that means being friends with Trump supporters. Trump supporters, that means the same for Clinton supporters. How do you know you're correct if you're never questioned on why you believe what you believe? How do you know you have good reason 
to hold that position if you've never been asked for the evidence by someone who is out to critically challenge everything about your position. So this pursuit not only requires knowing someone of the opposite party or opinion, but truly engaging with them, sitting down, having a civil discussion with no yelling, no personal attacks, none of that which divides us, none of that which distracts us from the actual issues. This is the problem with how some media covers only emotional stories around politics. We should care about the issues at hand. We should not care if Donald Trump is eating KFC with a fork or a knife, or if he's yelling at a baby, or if Hillary Clinton goes to Chipotle for lunch. That won't make you get a new job. That won't let me get out of student debt. That won't let any of our lives be better. We actually need to discuss the issues that affect our daily lives, our futures, our children's futures, and the future of the livelihoods of all of the people in the world. Now, let me be clear. This does not mean befriending someone who is truly hateful toward you. There is a difference between having a different opinion and having an opinion that truly attacks your character. For example, if someone doesn't believe in gay marriage because they think the Constitution doesn't have a clause that guarantees it, that's a rational argument that you could civilly disagree with or agree with. But if someone says that gay people are subhuman and don't deserve to live, and especially not to be wed, then you should not be friends with that person. We still wish to convince that person, but if that person is corrosive to your life and your happiness, then there's no use in interacting with them. You hope for them to change one day, but it is not worth that emotional and personal turmoil. So someone else may have to do that work. So really, if you do not hold any positions based in hate, you should be able to be friends with everyone else whose opinions aren't based in hate. And that also goes with saying that you should not be convinced that all Trump supporters or maybe even all Clinton supporters are basing their views in hate as well. You cannot start there. You have to find evidence for that opinion as well. We should assume that people are rational individuals and not out to cause harm to the rest of the world or other marginalized groups. We should hold them to a civil discussion, setting down those ground rules of mutual respect for each other's right to free speech, and we should be able to critique each other's opinions based on civil disagreement, evidence, and argument. I have launched this podcast because I see much of media not doing this. They allow for politicians to give talking points and for reporters to talk past each other and for no issues to actually ever be discussed. It's always the passing fade or tabloid headline of the day getting all the coverage and never the economic data being analyzed, never the scientific studies being mentioned. None of this is ever talked about because it doesn't get ratings. But here, I don't care about ratings. I don't work on ratings. I work on educating, informing, and hopefully persuading people based on the arguments that are presented in these podcasts. And if you want this better media too, then you need to join me in forgetting about those tabloid issues 
and begin delving into these seemingly boring topics of economics and science and other issues that actually affect our present and our future and our children's future. We need to examine these issues because they actually matter. And even if we are discussing the actual issues, we need to hold positions on those issues based in evidence, not emotion. So for example, we could be discussing immigration and you might have one personal experience or an anecdote for your life that influences why you hold a certain position, but that's not valid. We should hold our positions based in the data, based in the trends, based in the overall evidence of the large issue at hand. This is how we make sure that we are unbiased, that we are seeing the entire picture so that we can come to the best solution possible for the entire issue, not something that we have just witnessed in our daily lives. Interestingly, political psychological studies find that individuals have rather flippant positions on the issues of politics. We flip back and forth almost irrationally from election to election because we vote for a candidate who we somehow like more or think is more, quote, presidential, rather than holding issue positions based in the evidence. Conversely, another political study finds that the more people that are involved in the political process, the more likely the solution is to be the correct one. Democracy allows for a balancing out of us who have flippant positions and us who hold evidence-based opinions. But wouldn't democracy be best if we all held our opinions based in evidence rather than basing everything on emotion and the tabloid issue of the day? If we all become informed voters, we will elect the right people. We won't have for choices for president the two most least liked people ever to run. If we all vote rather than just uh, less than half of us, we can make better politics. We can raise the conversation. We can elevate it. We can cause our politicians not to just have talking points, but actually delving into the issues. If we demand this, we'll create a better media as well. We'll demand a media that holds politicians to their opinions, not allowing politicians to keep flip-flopping or pulling the wool over our eyes. If we are all involved in the political process, knowing the arguments, knowing the evidence, knowing the data, then politicians cannot get away with corruption. We can reform our political system to not listen to just big money, but to listen to the voters. Because if 100% of us vote, then they'll have to listen to us. We will matter. If we are all informed and we all vote, then we can get progress done, like nonpartisan congressional district drawing commissions, the overturning of harmful opinions like Citizens United that allows for such unlimited, undisclosed money in our political system. We can get bans on politicians becoming lobbyists passed. We can do all this if we actually care about the issues rather than being distracted by the media or by politicians who want us not talking about those issues, who want us to be focusing on hating the other side. We all hate the gridlock in Congress, and that is because we have been taught to hate each other. 
But if we come together as Democrats and Republicans, liberals and conservatives and independents, then we can come to solutions. If we actually talk to one another civilly about the evidence and the data and the issues, then we can solve our problems. We don't have to allow this gridlock to continue, but it will if we keep only listening to the media outlets that perpetuates our already existing opinions, if we only vote based on party line. These things will keep us from actually coming together and agreeing. So I've created this podcast to begin that better politics, as Barack Obama puts it. We need to end the partisanship. And together on this podcast, I hope that we can make a step forward. So next time on AxeView, we're going to be discussing the economics. And we're going to discuss why the entire world is relatively slowly growing right now. But the U.S. continues to lead that pack, at least. We will delve into the data and discuss who is at fault here, who's contributed to what, and how we can go about creating a stronger economic future for the United States and for the world. So tune in next time on Axview. Thank you for listening.